The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks to Andy Markowski. Podcast is up for Mitch Sherman and also Andy Markowski. That'll be ready for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You can do the whole show or different segments of the show at your convenience. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Hale Varsity Radio. Also the full show and video on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Open phones till 6 here at 466-3776-800-825-5865. Let me ask you this. Are you insulted when you hear this Georgia team being considered the greatest of all time? And in reference and in context, it's a two-year run that's our parameter. That's the question. It's out there, ESPN.com. Bill Conley, totally respect him and his work, and he's pretty forthright with what he thinks and how much he respects Nebraska. So it's not a, a clickbait, let's start a, a uh, forest fire on Twitter, but Nebraska 95 has been trending the last 20 hours. And uh, Nebraska fans, to your credit, you are going to the wall, to the mattresses, however you want to term it, to, to defend Nebraska's run. Uh, history is important. It's not been a great decade for Nebraska, a little less than a decade. But when it comes to historical significance in a place in history on that Mount Rushmore of college football moments, teams, programs, reckoning, uh, it is very uh, hard to convince flip argue with and win against a nebraska fan on that 94 95 run the the 10 best two-year runs the way it's outlined you have barry switzer and barry's talked a lot about those those two two of his three national championship teams what's unique about these sooner teams is they were on probation right they were an ncaa jail they didn't get to go to a bowl game, but they still were crowned champions or or, or won a share of one. <laughs> and they claimed one title, excuse me, but they went 21-0-1 and then 22-1. Just fabulous. They were great. Now, they, they were not eligible to go play in an Orange Bowl against a Notre Dame or against a USC who was tied to the Rose Bowl. You have USC, their 0-4-0-5 season. Their 0-5 team absolutely annihilated Oklahoma, Oklahoma in similar fashion to what Georgia did against TCU. In similar fashion to what Miami did to Nebraska in one similar fashion to what Nebraska did to Florida. Uh, 24-1, those SC teams, you, you, your only loss uh, was... Uh, the Texas, the Vince Young game in that uh, Rose Bowl. Who's on the horn? 
got Paul and Lincoln on the line okay, with us. Paul, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, remind me, Smitty. Georgia last year, what's the record? How'd they do? They won the title. They lost the game. I know zero is greater than one when it comes to two-year run. Nebraska went 25-0. and 0. Yeah, I think you got to take that into account. I mean, honestly, I would not want to have my Huskers. I am probably the most diehard Husker fan you have ever met. Heck, I wrote a children's book about the Huskers. I'm doing all sorts of things that are Husker-related. I love them, been there so many games, but it just kills me to have to say that I would not want to have seen the 94 or even the 95 Huskers play that Georgia team last night. They looked almost unstoppable on either side of the ball. They look great. They are loaded. They're talented. They're deep. They're physical. Don't disagree at all with you. What I can't do is accurately transport eras. I can't transport yeah. 2022, 2023 to 1995. I just, I, I just can't do it because... Guys are bigger, stronger, faster every five to ten years. And now, I guess I'd have to take part of that back, what I said. I think I actually would love to have seen 95 Huskers versus 2022 Georgia because I think it would have been a hell of a that'd game. That have been fun. It would have been a lot of fun. And there are things that Georgia has and can do that make you might make you sweat a little bit. And there's things that 95 Nebraska, theoretically, if you can go apples to apples, could do and would do. Uh, that would make Georgia sweat. I mean, we don't know how Georgia would hand, uh, handle uh, ground and pound. Now, they come out of the SEC and it's physical, so I get it. But yeah. can you stop Frazier in the option? Can but, Nebraska's but pass the rush? of the play-by-play man, how many tackles can one man break? That's yep. a good impression, actually. That was pretty good. Yeah, old Jim Nance. Jim Nance wanted the wonder in traffic after halftime of that ball game. <laughs> Little known oh, yeah. fact, Paul, thanks for the phone call. Bill Cosby was doing the honorary coin flip of that Fiesta Bowl. I did not know that. I did not that's, know that. That's but, all right. But I like your point about you can't transport it's through the years because d- it's hard to do it when you got George's tight end. How Brock big Bowers. is Brock Bowers is how big? 6'5", somewhere in the 250 range. Okay, 6'5", 250. Okay. Uh, I think Grant told me he probably played defensive end as a sophomore that year for Nebraska. True sophomore. He might have been 245, 250, 65, 66. So that's that's a fair comp, a defensive end versus a tight end. But the counterpoint is whenever I look at Georgia's secondary last night, do I see any of them tackling Tommy Frazier with success? Probably not. So it comes down to Nebraska's offensive line. Well, going can Georgia the, stop the option? I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's mismatches in, uh, on both sides for both teams here, and it's because you're trying to go play a football team that was around 25 years ago. But, I, I mean – in terms of mismatches, I, I don't know I'm sure I see anybody beating that 2019 LSU team with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson offensively. Like, so I mean, well, but yeah, I think you have to separate the team a little bit from whenever you're talking about a two-year run. I think you got to look at what they did during their their run, and what what sticks out to me is Nebraska. You you're not going to convince me that Nebraska's task in '94, the '95 Orange Bowl wasn't the toughest assignment to go in in Miami at night, period, mm-hmm. against Warren Sapp, against Trey Lewis, against a slew of NFL guys. And it's not just go in in the Orange Bowl at night. It's go in in the Orange Bowl at night 
at a place that's given you PTSD for the last five years, five bowl games, decade, quite frankly. That's, that's the icing. The fact they're unbeaten is the math. The fact that they went and beat that Miami team and then followed up and annihilated a Florida team that went on to win the national championship team a year later, win a, win a national championship a year later. And Nebraska's victories and margin of victory against ranked teams, against four top ten teams, against a really good era of Colorado football, uh, taking down your, your sun, sunshine state champion in Florida or Miami, that's the kicker. I know I'm from here. I know I've grown up going and watching and covering. But that, to me, is your, is your differentiator. I know that, uh, that Georgia beat LSU okay, in the conference championship game. I know they survived Ohio State, and God love you for doing it, because that's a good Ohio State team. I know they thrashed Oregon to start the year. They still didn't get to face Bama this year, though. Did they? No. They didn't play Alabama. Mm-mm. So, and that that's not their fault. It's just it's just part of the math I'm doing here. How they Nebraska, won't play Alabama next year either. No, I know Michigan and, and Georgia got a cakewalk into it, guys. That's where I'm at with this. I I can't accurately take yesterday and get in the DeLorean and go back. I can tell you what I think, and I think a a pound ground and pound rush option offense is a pain in the ass for anybody to stop in any era. And I think the depth in pass rush and just the mentality is is a different beast that, that those teams that existed had. Uh, and that's your difference. That's your difference. That's where I – those are the two legs I stand on with Nebraska football against many or any argument. I mean, can we at least agree here, though, that, that what we've seen in the past two years from Georgia is the closest we've seen to that run of dominance, 94-95 from Nebraska in terms of a two-year yeah, window? Al- Alabama had the 2011-2010 the – 2011-2012. back-to-back. They did, I think you could make the comparison. I think Georgia's the most dominant. Think, in, in terms of how dominantly they handled college football the past two years, I think it's the closest that we've seen since 94-95 Nebraska. And, well, and you can't, and I hate saying this, but Miami. I mean, Miami's teams, 2000-2001, 2001-2002, I mean, they're, they're bulletproof. They are incredible. I mean, that's the game I'd love to see. Is 95 Nebraska versus so in Miami. I mean, give me that. Who's on the horn? We got Chris on the line. Chris, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Great show. Schmitty, you made some comments earlier that uh, made me think, and I, um, the, you know, Georgia bringing in their freshmen and their freshmen just dominating. You know, if you watched uh, the playoffs the last five years, you see that quite a bit. These awesome teams that go to the playoffs and even dominate and win national championships. They play their freshmen. They have freshmen Um, that they trust playing. I think that's the difference. And you have a handful of freshmen that are given key snaps and big snaps, but they're ready for it. Now, last year, Henderson for Ohio State, um, you know, and and big time running back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, exactly. And, and And it's Clemson's had wide receivers that got quite a bit of playing time as freshmen. And we don't do that at Nebraska well, very much anymore. I don't I have think, the, you know, I'm not don't talking have, about your rank and file two and three star guys. You don't have the same dude. When a four star five star guy goes someplace, they don't want to. If they see that that previously four star five star guys just sat on their butts, 
you know, they're not going to be excited to go there. Well, I think you also have to look and at the, the guys around these have, freshmen that these high-level You don't have the have. same level of guy. Well, it's in like, Nebraska, it's, you haven't for the last If, if you throw in a freshman into the secondary at Georgia, we, there's going to be four and five-year guys around them. receivers that just get lost. Dude, they may be on paper. You know, for, they may be four-star. I four mean, Lindsey has been playing great for Oregon State for, what, nine years now? I mean, he had a heck of a year this year. He's throwing touchdown passes. You know that, that's um, great, but you still got to do what you're told and do what you're asked to do, and, and, and you don't always get that because of your retention issue. And it should also be noted but that who was so, better than Tyshawn Lindsey? Well, yeah, his, oh, we his, freshman year, his, his, his freshman, freshman year, his freshman year, he get, didn't do a damn thing except fumble the football on kick returns. You get to look at some <laughs> some guys are four and five stars because of potential, and some are four and five stars because of who they are. And typically, whenever you're the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world, you can pick up the four and five stars that are four and five stars because they're ready now. And other they're guys not missing on their four and five stars. <laughs> Great point. And then, whenever, and whenever they, and then whenever they throw them in, well, they, they throw them in with guys that are four and five year starters in the SEC. That you know what? If the freshman makes a mistake, the four and five year starter next to him can go and, and clean some. Chris, things up. thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate you dialing up. I don't discount him saying, "Let's play the young studs," but you've got to have your young studs ready to go. They've got to be up to par. And then the situation's got to be right. We got a hard break. We'll take more of your calls. We'll continue this discussion. Connor, what's your thoughts? Also, what's your thoughts at 466-3776 at Hale Varsity? And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hale Varsity presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Get to more of your calls here with ESPN, Bill Conley. The best two-year stretch, he has Nebraska 94, 95 ranked number two behind Georgia. Georgia 2021-2022. Recency bias, or does he have a point? You youngins are like, dude, old man, pump your brakes with this 94-95 worship. I get it. I can listen. It's just hard to... um, it's hard for me to to wrap my unwrap my arms around that those two teams that era what they did and the fact they went twenty five and zero. Now, I won't doubt that there's insane talent, athleticism, options, different, bigger, faster dudes. Twenty eight years later, it, it, it just it is what it is in that aspect of um, of talent and just what you are needing to put on a football field now. I think the the real argument that you can make for Georgia is the fact that, right or wrong, it's going to go down that the SEC in 2021 and 2022 was better than the Big 12 was in 94 and 95. The road to get to the, the, the college football playoff was more difficult for Road road to win a title is different. You're playing a conference title game and 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 two games. But like for like, I think I can look at Georgia's schedule this year and say, you know what, that was on par, if not better, than Nebraska's schedule in in '95, the second year of each. Because what what really the SEC West was good. The the SEC was difficult. Big Eight was really good in '95. Georgia people forget they started the year with Oregon and absolutely beat the brakes off of Oregon. Oregon ended up being a pretty good football team this year. Now three losses. It was week one or week zero. Can't remember which for that Oregon team. And they they had a lot of development they still need to do within their program. But I can look at that and I can say, you know what, Georgia's path to the college football playoff was probably a little bit more difficult than Nebraska's path uh, to postseason play back in ninety four ninety five. But 
that's not taking away from what Nebraska had to go through. Nebraska still went through multiple top 10 teams both of those years. And, and mauled them. And, and mauled them. <laughs> and the other part of it, too, is Florida's a hell of a lot better runner-up than TCU. TCU. Pete's with us on Hale Varsity. Pete, go ahead. How you doing? Good, man. What do you say? Well, I don't know so much on that. It's hard to compare. I will say this. For the championship, if you go back and look at Nebraska's teams that they played for national championship, there was a heck of a lot more NFL caliber uh, players on the opposing side. Uh, TCU last night just totally got out coached, unprepared, and made Georgia look that much better. You think they got out coached, uh, or did they just uh, get out? Oh, I think I, I think Georgia out schemed them. It's easy to out scheme with whenever you talent. have the talent. I mean, yeah, you can have, you can call whatever the hell you want. I mean, the playbook was open, Pete, wasn't it? That, that, that quarterback for TCU had a really poor game. He didn't know what he was seeing out there. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think TCU. They had a lot of time to, to prepare for Michigan. They didn't have much time to prepare for Georgia. And if you look at TCU, I don't think they have a whole lot of NFL talent on that team compared to, to Georgia. I think it was kind of a mismatch in talent-wise and, and being prepared, I guess, in my opinion. I think Nebraska, when they won national championships, if you look at the opposing teams, there was an awful lot of NFL caliber hmm. players uh, we went against. No, totally agree with that. Pete, thanks for the phone call and uh, weighing in on this. Connor, you're a, a, a college football guy, and both of you two young pups that don't have any gray in your hair uh, just get to watch YouTube uh, about the, the mid-'90s. Uh, sideburns, gel, chains, hyper-color shirts, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, and, yes, Nebraska football. LSU, Georgia, even the Texas or SC teams – uh, are they uh, a conversation or an adversary to these Georgia teams? If you're talking two-year runs, no. And sorry, Connor, I should have jumped in here. But in terms of best college football team ever, I think that 2019 LSU team's got a real, real good argument for this. this one I, thing, I one agree thing with offensively. that. And it was only one year. but It was only one year, but when you look at the offense that the LSU team had and what it's doing now in the NFL, <laughs> yeah. it's – bonkers and just the, that talent all around is unreal to go to the comparison between this georgia two-year run and nebraska's two-year run i think you could make a pretty strong argument on paper that nebraska may have the upper hand and what does it for me is that the two georgia didn't win two conference titles in a row and i think people you know obviously they won both national championships which is the ultimate prize but Nebraska was able to, A, not lose a game in that two-year stretch. They won both conference titles. They beat X amount of top three teams in that run, and they won both of the national championships. Now, again, you guys said it earlier, Georgia's road to the championship a little bit longer and a little bit tougher. Um, I think if you stuck both teams on the field right now, I think Georgia would probably win. But I think you, you could give Nebraska a pretty good argument on paper uh, that they have the best two-year run in college football. Well, uh, it's it's very, very close. If you take any team pre-2000 and put them up against Georgia, that, that 95 Nebraska team's probably got the best shot of taking down Georgia of any team pre-2000, right? I mean, I, I don't think that's crazy to say. No. I need to just reach out, and we'll talk to Babbers tomorrow, Mike Babcock, get his take on it, because Babbers knows the history, and <laughs> can we uh, scoop up and drop in? Well, I know Babbers will give a good argument for that 70-71 Nebraska. Sure, uh, sure. The, the back-to-back stretch there. And I, I know he 
went to Twitter on that today and said he thinks that's still the best two-year run ever. So Matt chimes in here, and listen, I don't know where he comes up with some of this stuff, but I don't recall like a payroll or LSU's 2019 team. I remember the only real investigation being whenever Odell went and tossed hundreds at the team following the <laughs> national championship. Yeah, that was Odell Yeah, Beckham Jr. Yeah, Odell Beckham whenever I don't, I, I, I don't have Odell any... Beckham. And then he claimed it was Monopoly money or fake I have zero <laughs> idea... Zero idea what he's talking about here <laughs> with a defensive tackle that, that that's getting the several hundred dollar handshake at LSU. No idea. That, I mean, that doesn't uh, ring a bell. No, it doesn't. We will invest. Sure, you meant to say wide receiver because there are two of them that could have had six figures. But but you know, one of them was a four star, almost a five star that needed the to learn how to play like it, and the other was a three star. Jamar Chase mm-hmm. that Mickey brought in. Um, Dennis is going to weigh in. We're not talking about the path. We're talking about the team. That's the differences in in now versus then with just what you required to do. While you had to play an extra game at a playoff, if you're Georgia, you also didn't have to play a conference championship game because you didn't you didn't win the. Um, Remind me here. Did Georgia, Georgia lost? They lost, they lost in the SEC champion. They, they they had to play a conference championship game. They lost and then got to rematch right with Bama a year ago. Correct. So yeah. it didn't it didn't knock them out. You lost your conference title game. You get knocked out. Ninety six Nebraska. They don't <clears throat> screw up against Texas. Is playing for a third straight. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Brian is wondering about Chris's phone call. Uh, who's the delusional caller talking about four and five star recruits? Someone call the institution. Well, no, I, don't, I don't think we should call them delusional because no, it, it I, is fair to, to look across the college football landscape and say, why are there freshmen getting significant snaps at these other places and it's not happening at Nebraska? And I think it comes down to A, recruiting misses, and B, the talent that you have on the field around the freshmen. If Nebraska has talent on the field, I think mm-hmm. you'd feel more comfortable. You absolutely can drop place. them in. Yeah. But what's the level of talent how how college ready are they mm-hmm. and that's that's just it i mean we had a guy in Ernest Houseman this year go make significant plays Big for time Nebraska. that's in the, the vision plan. a guy that as the season goes on gets better and gets a bigger role hail varsity winds down next